What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Uh, make sure to hit us up if you'd like to on our social media at Building RPWR. We took a little break. Yes, last week. I was tired. KT was tired. And we back. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. As you know, we do the community fridge. Uh, we're still going to be doing that for the time being. Um, if you would like to donate to that as well as the distribution of zines, propaganda, and money, you can uh, click the link in the bio and do so. Um, we're starting to run a little bit low on funds, but we're okay. We're probably okay for another month. But if you'd like to contribute, you can. Uh, also, though, the org that we've been teaming up with to do the community fridge has given us unfortunate news that they are about to become a uh non-profit and so now we gotta like rethink everything and we think eventually especially when it starts to warm up we will transition into doing more uh in-person distribution stuff where we just set up and start giving stuff out and uh we'll we'll keep y'all posted on that but we just wanted to keep y'all informed on that um and uh yeah so, today we will be talking about, um, I know we did an episode on abolished schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about children and the way we treat them in society. Um, but some of this was already discussed in the abolished schools episode. Uh, coincidentally, uh, this episode, the abolished schools episode, uh, was the episode that uh, deterred Hassan. Yes, that Hassan. Uh, from donating to our cause because we were too radical. So I think that is a good thing. And so we're going to keep it going. We're going to be even more radical to deter even more people that ain't about their life. So um, I've been seeing it's just mess, just mess, mess, mess. I've been hearing mess on TikTok. I don't know what's going on with the algorithm. I don't even be looking at this type of stuff. I'm just looking at funny videos and dancing and stuff. I keep getting this one teacher lady who keep popping up on my feed talking about these kids these days. Uh-uh. Y'all, it's, y'all still blaming this on the pandemic? Uh-uh. These kids are bullies. These kids are evil. These kids ain't got nothing going on in the house. These kids ain't being bullied in their house. They are the bullies. Children are the bullies? Yes. Children? Um, and for this one, she uh clipped the video of some middle school kids running after uh, their white uh, teacher and beating them up. So, (laughs) doing the Lord's work. I mean, I didn't get the full story, but it was a little, I I chuckled. So, because of that, she said all that. It's a black woman. I go down in the comments, nothing but white old ass women mm. yeah something wrong with these kids these days yeah this social emotional learning we had too much social emotional learning yeah it starts in the home yeah these kids gone over boy yeah these kids are a whole new breed i was like oh hold on hold on hold on hold on i'm getting a tinge of uh classism anti-blackness because we know what kids they talking about we know what, right. what kids these white women are teaching from right. we're talking about black and brown kids Poor kids. And y'all are saying there's something innately inside of these children that are making them behave this way. There is something inside of their nature 
that makes them attack teachers, that makes them uh, bully others, that makes them uh, act out, that makes them uh, be quote-unquote disrespectful. That's giving me, that's almost like eugenics type stuff. Right. That's giving me classism, that's giving me all types of isms. But the way people treat children is a window into the realness of who they are. Because people will tell you, oh, yes, I'm all for equality. I'm for this. I'm for that. I'm for this. I think everybody should be treated as human beings. And they will literally talk to their children like a dog. They will literally. No, they treat dogs better. They, they literally they treat, treat dogs, dogs better. better than yeah. kids. Yeah. Because for some reason, we feel that these tiny humans, because we are stronger than them, because we have lived more years, because some of us think we're smarter than them, sometimes they ain't, uh, we have the ability and the right to tell them what to do, when to do it. We have the ability to dictate every single second of their lives. And... Any bucking up, any opposition, any hesitation is a threat to us and it's disrespect. So, ultimately, that's because we think that we are, uh, we think that we're the boss of people who are younger than us. And we think that we, we should have authority over other human beings. We're, I think of it kind of like, it's kind of like a uh, a line. You're at work, your boss is getting on to you, and then you go home and you get on to your kid because you're getting pressure at work. And it just continues the cycle because your child is now going to repeat that with their children, and their children's going to repeat that with their children. Not your child is going to repeat that at the school. At the school even, yes. They're going to repeat that at the school to other kids. And so for this woman to say... Oh, there ain't nothing going on at the house. Wait, hold on. First of all, Madam C.J. Walker, have you gone to every single child's house in America? You know every single child in every single child's situation. Girl, you don't know nothing. And the fact that she said that tells me that she may have some underlying traumas that she ain't dealt with. Because the fact that you can make a blatant statement in saying there's nothing causing this within these children tells me that you are repressing something that could explain why you act the way you act. But regardless, I wanted, I wanted to bring this up because... It's like a total disregard of reality. It's a total disregard of the economic system we're in. A total disregard for the pandemic that we're in. People it's a are total disregard for humans. I mean, for humans, like, yeah, yeah. Little baby, like children, like even uh, as teenagers and uh, and things like that. What do you know as a teenager that these adults don't know? Plenty, right? Mm-hmm. Why aren't adults just teaching it instead of? using abuse or using authority to teach that i think for us we're always looking at the why right we're always trying to figure out well why would somebody do that but it's i feel like the way children are taught is just another um another way for capitalism to infiltrate the family for capitalism to infiltrate children's lives yeah it's all a, a, a product of capitalism uh a study came out from NPR on NPR, the, the ruling article. It was on NPR. 
this huge uh, researcher from Vanderbilt did a study for seven years Mm -hmm. uh, following the children that went to pre-K all the way up to sixth grade. And, you know, they tell us that pre-K is supposed to set your kid up for, you know, achievement. Like, if they get a head start on these basic skills, they're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? That's what they taught us. Um, But she did a study, and it comes out, the kids that went to pre-K, by sixth grade, all of them were doing worse than everybody else. Yep. Every single one of them. In the state of Tennessee, she did a statewide study. That includes Memphis. That's where I'm at. And one of the hypotheses, listen to this, one of the hypotheses she gave to why these kids have, quote unquote, disciplinarian issues, they're getting suspended out of the Wahoo, is because literally their first introduction to education was somebody telling them, sit down, be quiet, get in line. Close your bubble. Go in that restroom. Wash your hands. Don't touch him. Don't you run. You come over here. Go over there. Open up your juice. Hurry up. And therefore, the 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 moment they get into school, they are bombarded with stresses. They're bombarded with bullying from teachers. And by the time they in sixth grade, they they sick of it. And so throughout that whole time, there, uh, the teachers and the principals and everybody, suspension, suspension, expulsion. But they're not even tackling the root of the issue, which is that this entire structure is not built for, to, to create healthy children. The pressure is fake. The, the kid, they, do not want, they do not care about them kids being smart, I assure you. They thought that by giving these kids this structure earlier, they would have better behavior and be more uh, subservient. Not subservient, but just comply better, but it didn't work. And the main goal of this pre-K thing is just to get the mamas into work faster yep. and to get a child care service early if they can do a pre-k for first, for one-year-olds they're gonna do a pre-k for one-year-olds i assure you yeah, they would. so that's not even what that's about so this this whole notion is built off a lie pretty much um but kt there was something you wanted to talk about well, when when it comes to that authority as a child and how that affected you growing up yeah so i think it's interesting that they think that if you give authority or you're th- you are uh, authoritarian towards children, then eventually they're going to get to the point where they just, like, they're going to agree to everything that you say. They're going to basically become a robot. Which, honestly, I think that's completely, I think that's fake, too. That's a fake idea. Because from my experience and from people's experience that I know, um, we... As someone who literally grew up in a home where every single part of me was controlled until I was probably a teenager or even further past teenager years, um, there was nothing more that I wanted than to not have someone in control of me. I would have done anything in order to not be in control or not be controlled. So to think that you can program children that way, mm -mm. it's not possible. It's not I possible. mean, you can. I don't think it is. It, th- yeah, those are the kids that don't get suspension. Those are the kids that don't get in trouble. I was one of them kids that that just fell in line. 
I just did stuff I didn't want to do because I was fearful of authority. Mm. That was instilled in me. God is authoritarian. He's looking down on me. My mama and my daddy looking down on me. The society is looking down on me. I got to represent everybody. Authority was all around me, and I grew up to feel that we needed authority. That's why I grew up to feel we need the government. We need police officers because uh, what we going to do without somebody telling us what to do. And that's what they instill in us. And that's why we have grown folks right now who are saying, what will we do without a government? Mm -hmm. What you mean what we going to do without a government? You need somebody to tell you what to do 24-7? Ain't you grown? They do. You do need someone to tell you what to do. Because we haven't. You haven't deconstructed that inside yourself. Exactly. So it is. It's, it's, it's two sides of the coin. And that's why, like, for me, it mm-hmm. took other things to make me just say, forget this. Which pretty much was like, I can't be myself at all. I, I ain't going to play in the system no more. Because, like, for me, it was like, I didn't have anyone to back me up. So maybe that's where, like, us as um anarchists and things like that can go we can be that backup you know what i'm saying like for children who are going through that authoritarian type situation every day at school there can be an opening there for us to be like okay we got you so for us Mm -hmm. being outliers was a catalyst to get us to think outside of the box yes whether it's being queer me being black a black woman or a girl presenting to other people being but inside being masculine you and and all your identities so for (laughs) us it was like at a certain point if I want to just not be depressed forever and not hate myself for the rest of my life I have to do something but think about people who fall neatly in those boxes yeah cis heterosexual people, cis heterosexual white people, cis heterosexual white men, cis heterosexual people in general, it's harder for them. It is harder for them to deprogram in this system because they've never really had a reason to think outside of the box because I get it. I fall in line. I do what I need to do. And it's, and it's all right. Nobody's telling me that something's wrong with me. Nobody's telling me that something about me needs to change. I just got to go to work, and, and that's pretty much it. And that would explain why, when it comes to, like, organizing and radicalism and all that mm-hmm. stuff, majority of the people that are doing it are queer people, yes. black people, black women, black trans women, black, and uh, other people of other identities or whatever, outliers, outcasts of society are the main ones that be out here like, hold on, this entire system is not right because we've had to deconstruct this stuff. I think you and I have talked about this before where we think, do we do, I'm going to ask you, do you think that in order for you to be your most radical self, to want to liberate literally everyone, that you have to go through some sort of like, like you said, you have to be an outlier to something. I don't think you have to, but... Like, lived experience. Do you think that's important? Or can people get that same experience from reading books? I mean, you can read books and things like that, too, but... No, but I mean, it's not saying that white men can't come around and not learn and not be radical, not be legit or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be harder. It's no, just going to be harder for them. I, I feel like they can. Um, 
But even then, it's not it's not guaranteed because you're queer or whatever, you're going to be radical. There's plenty of conservative black lesbians yeah, in these spaces or whatever. But as far as, like I said, the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, we wanted to talk about children. This one I love to play. <laughs> but I just... I, I, I think- to, It's just something about... Something just grinds my gears, guys. Y'all know I work with them children. And literally... When it comes to just basic stuff, people get offended. People get offended for me when I'm not even offended. Like when I'm talking to a child mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, uh, maybe we can do this or whatever. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay. If, as long as they ain't hurt nobody, as long as, I mean, that's their choice. They don't want to color the thing green. They ain't got to color it green. Literally. And then somebody goes, uh-uh, don't say no to your teacher. I am okay. I am fine. Why do y'all feel like I don't get it? It's something internally that these people have to deconstruct where they get so offended at a child. It's it's a hierarchy that is in play there. There it's a hierarchy. Those people again, like goes back, their bosses are literally breathing down their necks to do X, Y, and Z. So instead of them having some kind of outlet, instead of them decompressing, instead of them de-stressing, instead of them like working on, yeah, themselves, they're literally taking that power that they do not have with their boss and putting that same power back on those children. Absolutely. And, and something else I noticed uh, to in order to keep that hierarchy, in order to keep that power balance, those teachers there, I know they up under a lot of stress. I know it's a shit show right now. But when I tell you, especially in them higher grades, I have never seen them teachers like just casually engage with the children like on the light note. Like just talking, joking mm. with them. Just having conversations with them that went, do this, do that, open up your book, this, do this. It's like, what? And even with the babies, like there's probably one other teacher, but I'm literally the only one that's hugging on them, letting them climb on my back, letting them play in my head, all this stuff. It's like, what is going on with y'all? These are, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the Can't psychology of that. <laughs> I just don't get it. Me either, because they're children, right? To us, it, I think the difference is that you're actually looking at them as a human being. As humans, <laughs> right. You're actually looking at them as a, a learning, growing individual, uh, whatever group that you're actually seeing. And they're, the teacher itself is looking at them like, okay, well, this is what I have to do. It's just a job. Uh, and I told you this before, but it's like, when you're a teacher or you're in that position of power, it's kind of like, okay, well, I really hate my job. So because I hate my job, or even if I like my job, I still have to complete these tasks. Yeah. And if these tasks don't get done, then I'm going to lose my job and I'm going to lose my money. And then it's just like, it's like they do it purposely so that those children do not get the required attention or the required playtime or the required whatever. And those children end up going to all the school to factory pipeline or the school to prison pipeline yeah yeah you know something i was thinking before we go i was just thinking about this one day it was just a whole bunch of kids a whole bunch of kindergartners in in the hallway lining up whatever Mm -hmm. i said there's way more children in here than adults 
if these kids for whatever reason got organized and just did a riot or a coup, they could do it. They can do it. There's like hundreds of children in here. If the kindergarten class alone came stampeding, what could you do? <laughs> but they are conditioned to not do not saying that they should do that. But it just goes into how that authoritarianism, they wouldn't even consider that. They wouldn't even know that that could be known. Like, your teacher is yelling at you. Y'all can go over there and jump her. But they don't even know. And that goes with us. That goes to us. Like, we don't know the power that we have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, the, there's cops, there's police, whatever. But organized? Yep. We don't even know the power we have because it's been told in us, you will get in line, you will do what we say, you will follow these orders, and if you don't, there will be severe consequences. You will go to jail, you will get killed. But there's power. We have power. We have collective power. And that's maybe what we can take from this. So, uh, Gabby, I hope that you are now going to be putting or asking someone to create a communist children book to <laughs> To teach them children how to revolt. They do better with these children because these children will grow up to be the adults that y'all claim ain't listening and caught up in this capitalist grind culture Mm -hmm. when you literally could have started now. Teaching them principles that will that that will help them in life. Literally. Um so yeah, was there anything you want to say? Nope, that's it. Alright, guys, we about to leave but before we do remember if you would like to contribute to the pantry we got going on design uh the distribution of funds you can do so link is in the bio hit kt up at kt underscore does art hit me up at gabby's music hit us all up at building our pwr and this has been gabby and kt and this has been building our power